Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I am your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. I am here to help you nourish your health, your mind and your happiness. So without further ado, let's jump on into this week's episode. First of all, a massive welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to have you joining me today. And as always, I'm super, super grateful. I am so excited for this week's episode because it's a topic that is really personal to me and I know that so many of you out there relate to this and I'm going to be talking about people pleasing specifically in relation to your food relationship because one of the most interesting things is your people pleasing tendencies can often be one of the things that impacts the way that you're behaving around food and they are very very closely linked so if you're someone who really relates to the term people pleaser maybe you find yourself putting your needs at the bottom of the pile putting a lot of other people before you you struggle to communicate your boundaries you struggle to say no to things feel like you should always be saying yes um and you just find yourself you know it feels very easy to neglect your needs and you really resonate with being a people pleaser then you're going to need this episode because when you can work through people people pleasing tendencies you will probably find that you'll notice a lot of changes within your food relationship. As I always say, we can have limiting beliefs, subconscious roots, past experiences that are the driving force that impact our food relationship. It's not about the food. There's always going to be something fueling the behaviours and mindsets you have around food. So an example might be, it's not just, oh, I overeat. It's what's the driving force is actually causing me to overeat. Exploring that's going to be fundamental. And for a lot of people, sometimes people pleasing can link within that. So today I'm going to be delving into why people pleasing can impact your food relationship and what you can go away with and do to support you on your journey as well. So it's going to be loads within this episode. I'm super excited to delve on into it. Before I do, as you know, every week I do bring along a crystal. If you are new here, I bring a crystal along every week so we can have the energy for the episode today. And I brought along turquoise today, absolutely freaking stunning crystal. And I brought it along because it's really good to help with people pleasing. Specifically, it's very good for communication, honest communication, setting boundaries and being able to put yourself first more. Uh, turquoise itself obviously is blue and it links very closely with the throat chakra and when we have this crystal around us it can be very good for unblocking the throat chakra and supporting you in being more honest and communicating your needs more communicating your boundaries more and just having more freedom of speech to support you in putting yourself first more so if you are somebody who is a people pleaser and you also enjoy crystals, carrying some blue crystals around with you can be absolutely fabulous to support you in having that energy to help within communicating your boundaries, um, using your voice more and being able to put yourself first more as well. So that can be very, very fantastic to do. So whether you're out walking, listening to this, enjoying some time in nature, you're listening to me on your drive somewhere, or maybe you're just chilling at home with a cup of tea, get yourself ready, enjoy the episode, get all cosy, because oh my gosh, very off tangent, I cannot believe that it's nearly autumn, if anyone knows me, I freaking love autumn season, it's my favourite, and I'm so ready for next week to be decorating for autumn and Halloween, I'm not waiting any longer, 
I'm not, I can't. Uh, you know how Christmas, we get like a good chunk of our decorations. You get nearly two months out of it. If you're anything like me, I put some up in November. I want to make the most out of the autumn decor. So you bet next freaking week it's going up. So keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram. But let's jump on in and delve into all of the content for this week's episode. So the first thing I'm going to go through is why people pleasing can actually impact your food relationship. And there's five key things that can um, lead to this interconnection here. So what I would say, is get a notebook or notes on your phone and any of these that you relate to make a note of them one of the biggest steps to your journey of healing your food relationship is awareness it's having the awareness of what's actually going off right now what's driving your behaviors on your mindsets so you can start putting the action in place to support them so just make a note of what resonates to you just so you've got them handy to support you in understanding where you're at now and what's fueling those mindsets and behaviours. So the first one is you're regularly neglecting your own needs and your own boundaries, which is becoming the driving force to leading you to emotionally eat. If you think of it this way, the more that you're putting your needs at the bottom of the pile, the more that your needs are not being met, the more likely you are to emotionally eat. One big trigger for emotional eating is not having a need being met and neglecting your meat, uh, your meats, <laughs> your needs. So if your needs aren't being met, you'll probably find that um, urge to turn to food emotionally is gonna be a lot higher. So let's say an example might be, you're neglecting your needs of having downtime after work because you um, feel like you can't say no to stuff and you're neglecting that downtime after work and you're working even longer hours than what you should be and you're always neglecting that time for you, you're probably now more likely to be noticing more fatigue, more um, lack of fulfillment, feeling more drained, aka all of your recharging your battery needs aren't being met. So because of that, all of the overwhelm and the burnout and the fatigue's coming, which is now driving you to emotionally eat. But once again, that is being caused from the fact of people pleasing is making you feel like you can't say no to somebody else. And you're taking more and more on and now burning yourself out, which is then leading to that driving factor of emotional eating. That's not the only example. You can maybe think about your own examples where you've neglected your own needs quite regularly um, or what situations within your life right now are you neglecting your needs? What boundaries aren't you setting right now? And with boundary setting specifically, it's not an overnight thing. You don't just automatically get better at it. It definitely takes time. But just getting aware of like right now, like what boundaries aren't you setting? Are you not taking your lunch break? And is that impacting your food relationship because you're feeling burnt out? Are you, you know, taking on more hours that you're not getting paid for and doing more outside of work, which is then impacting your downtime that you're having? Are you always doing loads for other people around you and never having that time to fill your own cup back up, which is then leading to you feeling really unfulfilled and burned out and not connected with yourself, which all are leading to you emotionally eating to try and deal with that emotion. So just start exploring like, are your needs being met right now? If not, what needs aren't being met? Why are they not being met? what boundaries are not being met, just start exploring it. Because once again, the more that you neglect your needs and your boundaries, the more likely you are to emotionally eat. So that is the first one. The second one is 
you're experiencing higher levels of emotional distress because of your people pleasing, which is then also driving the emotional eating urges. So people pleasing does link a lot with emotional eating, um, which you will notice through some of the conversations I'm having. And um, because once again, the more that we people please, the more that we're neglecting looking after ourselves, so the more emotional we can feel, and then the more emotional eating can happen. So an example here with high levels of emotional distress, if you're always putting other people before you and always saying yes to things and never saying no, even if it's not got your best interest at heart or even if it's not aligned to you, what's going to happen now is you're going to start feeling more unfulfillment and you're going to notice more levels of emotional distress because you're neglecting basically what's going to support you. So you're going to get more emotionally distressed, more emotionally distressed is going to keep building, 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 just like if you have um, a bottle of fizzy pop and you keep shaking it, every time you're saying yes to something or you're neglecting yourself, that bottle is being shook more and more and it's getting more bubbly and then that emotional distress hits peak, basically like you're opening the fizzy bottle, uh, bottle, that I've said that right and it, it explodes everywhere, that's exactly like your emotional eating urges happening. So it builds and builds and builds and then emotional eating keeps happening. And it's simply because as humans, we can be used to obviously feeling emotions because duality and feeling emotions and being vulnerable is completely normal. But we also then have a tolerance of what we can manage emotionally. And if that emotional distress gets out of your window of tolerance and it's very like hyper, very high and you're very dysregulated, that's going to be a really big driving force of leading to more emotional eating. And this is like I always say, especially with emotional eating, there's so much focus on the food, but emotional eating isn't about food. It's about the emotion that's happening at hand. But I like to take that a little bit deeper rather than just going, oh, well, I'm feeling really drained. That's why I'm emotionally eating. I like to take that one step further but why are you feeling really drained? Like what's going off to be causing that? Because once again, everything is fueled by something. There's a cause to an effect. So if you're feeling really drained from something, maybe it's because you've got really high levels of emotional distress because you're struggling to put set your boundaries. You're struggling to put yourself first or you're struggling to say no to things. So you're getting emotionally distressed because of that because you're never filling your cup back up and you're feeling really burned out. That's the driving force. So now we understand that. And it might be a case of healing people pleasing tendencies to help you be able to set those boundaries. Does that make sense? This is what I mean when I say it's always about delving a little bit deeper. It's not just, if you want to heal your food relationship, you can't just do surface level. You can't just go, oh, well, I emotionally eat and that's it. We need to look into like the deeper levels, like really delve into it more to start understanding what's going off. Have you ever seen that, um, that image, I can't remember what it's in relation to, I think it's about success, where it's like the iceberg and you only see what's above the water, you don't see what's below the water, you might resonate to what I'm saying, you might have seen it, you may have not, it's kind of like that, <clears throat> you can't just do what you see above the water, so the top of the iceberg, so the surface level stuff, you need to do the deeper stuff, like what's under the water, you need to start exploring the deeper meaning behind things, of what's actually driving those behaviours around food, because 
it might be your emotional eating is being caused by your people-pleasing tendencies because you're struggling to put yourself first, set your boundaries, and you're getting burned out and overwhelmed and fatigued because of that. So then we can go, oh, it's the people-pleasing. We need to work on that stuff to then support your food relationship. Does that make sense? So that's why it's really important. The third reason is you might be struggling to say no to food sometimes or say no to certain plans or say no to when you're being offered things because of that people-pleasing mindset. An example might be um, maybe somebody's asked you to go out for dinner um, and maybe it's just really not aligned for you to go out for dinner, but you feel like you have to say yes to going out for dinner and um, because of people-pleasing mindsets. So you keep saying yes to things even when they're not aligned to you. It might be um, you're at a party or you're at work or something and somebody's brought some like a big tray of donuts in and you're always feeling like you have to say yes to things um, even if sometimes you don't want to and it's leading to this mindset where you feel like you can't say no to food now once again I have discussed this on another episode but with food freedom it's been at a place where you can say yes, but you can also say no to foods from a place of empowerment and autonomy. The intent behind your action matters. So maybe it's going, I'm going to say yes to that donut because I genuinely want it. It's genuine, genuinely aligned to me. I'm going to have it mindfully. But it's also known at the same time, you can say no to that donut because you don't want it you feel uh, satisfied from your lunch, um, it's not gonna be the best thing for your gut in that moment, so you're gonna decide not to have it, you're also allowed to say no, if you're saying no because it's like, I can't have it, that food's bad for me, I'm not allowed it, then that's something we need to work on, because that's a very food moral mindset, not food neutrality, but it's been at a place within food freedom where you can say yes or no to food or drink, but it's from a place of empowerment, alignment and autonomy, so once again, if you're right now people pleasing and it feels very difficult for you to say no to something, maybe you're worried what the other person's going to think, maybe that mindset of like, well, they brought that in, so I must say yes to it, whatever it might be. These people pleasing mindsets can be the thing that's leading to you always saying yes to stuff. And that can then obviously impact your food relationship. It can lead to overeating. It can lead to not having autonomy around food because you're just saying yes to things based upon other people. So once again, what we want to do here is be able to reach a place where you can get more comfortable with saying yes to things but also being able to say no to things when they aren't aligned to you. So it might look like being at a point where um, you're out for dinner and everyone's having dessert but you're genuinely full from your dinner that you're able to go no in that situation and not feel like that you have to say yes to people please to the people because they want one they can have one but you don't have to have one if you're full but if you want one you know you can have one that's the vibe that we want to get the fourth thing is you may be experiencing um more body dissatisfaction from people pleasing because what can happen is if you're always people pleasing you're more likely to have less joy from life because you're not necessarily putting yourself first as much and um, once again less joy less fulfillment can lead to more negative body image but also as well <clears throat> you're probably more likely to be noticing mood changes more emotional distress from people pleasing 
both of those can lead to more body dissatisfaction. If you're experiencing more negative mindset, you're experiencing more emotional distress, you're probably going to experience more negativity towards your body. If we, once again, we know everyone's menstrual cycle is different, but this is just an ex example to explain it a bit better. If you think about your menstrual cycle when you're like pre-menstruation or you're menstruating and a lot of us can get a bit more emotional more uh, mood changes more emotional distress around that time typically on those days you might more than like to notice more negative body image and it's often triggered by the change of in your emotions and mood so if you're always people pleasing and you're not really putting yourself first and you're feeling like you, you, yourself is being neglected quite a lot whether you're not communicating your boundaries or <clears throat> you're not um doing things for yourself because you feel like you shouldn't because people pleasing makes you feel like you shouldn't make time for yourself it's always about other people whatever it looks like for you what happens is the more you're doing that the less joy you're getting from life the sh you're more likely to notice more negative shifts within your mood more emotional distress they're then the driving factor of feeling more negative towards your body and then when you notice more body dissatisfaction because your body image and food relationship do interconnect you're more likely to notice unhealthy food behaviours, whether that be emotional eating from negative body image, whether that be um, restrict overeat cycles, whether that be restriction, whether that be food guilt, body image, if that's really negative consistently, it can be a driving factor for unhealthy food, uh, food relationship. So once again, it's knowing that people pleasing can then influence the way that you view and feel towards your body, more body dissatisfaction. And it's that body dissatisfaction can, that can then also impact your food relationship as well. The fifth and final one is those who people please sometimes can notice more food fixation, more rigid restriction, and more wanting to control food. And this can be a way of... So when you people please, um, things can feel a little bit up in the air sometimes. Because when you're actively putting others before you and others' needs before you and you're not meeting your needs and you're not filling your cup back up and you're not making that time for you and you're neglecting yourself a lot, you can feel this sense of like everything feels a bit chaotic within yourself because you're not having that time to like regulate and look after yourself. This can then lead to, because it's not like structuring control and nourishment towards yourself, trying to control other areas of your life because you feel neglected within yourself. And this can sometimes, for some people, lead to um, trying to restrict a lot with food, um, fixating a lot on food, um, getting quite fixated on numbers specifically around food, calories, macros, um, and trying to restrict quite, quite a lot because within yourself, you're not you're feeling quite neglected everything feels quite up in the air from people pleasing so as a way to try and feel some form of control it can then lead to oh well I'm gonna control my calories really rigidly or I'm gonna restrict my food a lot or I'm gonna fixate on food a lot to try and get this sense of control once again as we know having that really rigid restriction and sense of control around food and drink can then become a thing that is a very unhealthy food behavior and will impact food relationship so as you can see here that sense of like uncertainty um that sense of things feeling very chaotic and difficult and up in the air and yourself feeling quite neglected from people pleasing it can then lead to that desire to try and control food even more so once again have a think about that does that resonate with you as you can see these five reasons can be 
reasons as to why people pleasing impacts your food relationship. So what can you do? What can you do moving forward to help with this? The first one is subconscious root healing. I have mentioned this before, but this is all about understanding what your subconscious roots are. What are the uh, things that are fueling your behaviors and mindsets around food? Let's heal them. The example we're talking about today is people pleasing. People pleasing is a subconscious root, whether you were around a parental figure that made you feel like you always had to put others' needs before yours, or you always just had to please others and that would make you a kind person, whether you felt like your voice was quieted um, through younger years and you felt quite shushed and now you find it difficult to communicate your boundaries to other people, um, maybe it was you felt like that keeping quiet was safer because then you were less known and less seen and that felt like a safe coping mechanism. Once again, it's giving yourself the space to explore like what's caused this subconscious um, root. So what's caused the people pleasing? Let me do some inner healing to support with that. Because one of the only ways you'll heal your food relationship is you have to heal your subconscious roots. You can have all the techniques in the entire world, but if you never heal your subconscious roots, you will never find food freedom. You need to explore the blockages that are holding you back and start healing through those. It's not just people pleasing. There can be other subconscious roots as well. People pleasing is just one that can be very common for people to acknowledge as well. So you have to do the subconscious root healing to support you through your journey. And if you are someone listening to that and you really want to explore your subconscious roots more and you're not quite sure where to start, I do have some really quick and exciting news, a little announcement. Um, and I have actually created the Food and Body Love e-journal for you. This is all about helping you unblock your subconscious views and get aware of what's actually influencing your food and body image. So in this e-journal, there is 50 plus journal prompts that are going to help you explore your subconscious views, explore where you're at now and really get to know and be aware of your food relationship and also your body image and start supporting you of what steps you can take moving forward to help you on your journey. There is also 60 affirmations in there as well to support you on your journey too. The reason I'm sharing this is like I say, with subconscious root healing, being aware of like what is even influencing your food behaviors right now is fundamental. And within this as well, there are some release activities to help you start letting go of those subconscious roots to support you on your journey. So if you want to get your hands on that, I have put it in the show notes. And um, if you click on there, you can purchase your copy today. And it's got everything you need to really start delving into that subconscious root healing, healing your mindset around food so you can start finding more food freedom. So the link's in the show notes. Click on there, get your copy. If you do purchase your copy, please let me know on Instagram. I'd love to celebrate with you and it's going to be game changing to help you on your journey as well. But I'm going to move into the next bit as well. The second thing you can do is get more comfortable with setting boundaries. The journal I have just shared is going to help you with that. Another reason to go purchase it, but get more comfortable with setting boundaries. And this isn't an overnight process. Let me tell you that from experience. 
don't expect overnight you're going to be like the queen of setting boundaries and it's going to feel really easy it takes freaking time but one of the best things you can do <clears throat> is just start the process of steadily getting more comfortable setting boundaries steadily getting more comfortable with asking yourself like what feels best for me in this situation what feels aligned to me in this situation and letting yourself start saying yes or no to things once again it feels a little bit nervous at first when you start setting boundaries with other people with yourself with work etc it's unnatural because if you've been a people pleaser you've been so used to not setting boundaries and putting other people first so when you start now setting boundaries and putting yourself first it's freaking unnatural it's new territory it's different but over time it gets more comfortable and it gets easier to set those boundaries so set yourself the task of setting some boundaries and it might be start taking your lunch break if you've not been taking your lunch break it might be start finishing at the time that work said that you should finish and let yourself say no to some things if you need to it might be saying no to going out for dinner because you know actually that you need to have a relaxed night in or it might be saying yes to meeting your friend because you're allowed to say yes to doing things and you don't just have to stay home and just do the housework all the time you know what I mean like start letting yourself explore that and then the more you do it the more comfortable you'll get within it as well but once again in order to get comfortable with setting boundaries when you do the subconscious root healing that will also begin to feel a little bit easier over time the third and final thing you can do is explore shaping a lifestyle that's actually aligned to you your brain and your life if your lifestyle is not aligned to you it's going to feel very difficult to start putting yourself first because you're never feeling fulfilled or nourished so a great thing to do here is start looking at what lifestyle is actually going to support you and your brain and your life is it it's, it's making sure that you're doing things that are actually manageable for you that are realistic for you and that are actually allowing you to have space for yourself if you know your brain um only has a certain mental capacity and you're somebody who you know, you can manage to get things done, but doing too much makes you feel really overwhelmed. Stop trying to do too much. Start shaping a lifestyle that lets you have a bit of a better balance. And it might be making sure that you've got some routines in an evening to help you switch off better. It might mean that you've got some morning routines to help. It might mean that you're starting to understand what your brain needs to help you um, feel more nourished and more fulfilled. It might just start looking at, you know, what's going to support you within your life to make you feel a better version of yourself. Start looking at what can you implement to make the lifestyle more aligned to you once again. Things that, the best thing about a lifestyle is it doesn't need to be the same as everybody else's. It's not a cookie cutter plan or just um, photocopy version of somebody else's. You get to take inspiration and have healthful habits within your lifestyle, but just start exploring what works for you. Because once again, when you find what works for you, you'll find that it becomes a lot easier to make time for yourself and to start nourishing your own needs rather than doing what you think you should be doing. Start exploring that. And also when you do a lifestyle that actually supports you, you'll start wanting to make time for yourself because you'll start feeling better from that lifestyle that you'll feel more encouraged and empowered to put yourself first a little bit more. So there are three things that you can do. I do hope that this episode has helped giving you some support, some guidance as well. As always, any questions, anything you want to share, please head over to my Instagram at bestrong.coach. The link's in the show notes and drop me a message over there. Or you can email me as well. My email is in the show notes and you can also pop me an email with any questions or anything you want to go through with me. I am more than happy to chit chat through that. 
like I say, make a note of what resonates with you off the back of this and then go away and start going through the subconscious root healing, start exploring setting boundaries and also shaping that lifestyle. And for more support on the subconscious root healing, make sure to purchase the Food and Body Love e-journal. It's got everything you need to start exploring that root healing and start shifting your mindset so when you do the inner healing food freedom becomes a lot easier as well because it's those inner blockages are the things that hold you back <clears throat> it's not about food it's about the inner blockages so make sure to get your hands on that as well and any other questions please send them my way thank you so much for joining me today i hope you have a fantastic week and i'll speak to you all in the next episode